Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the uh, Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpumutwani. I've got Tim Delace here. What we normally do is every week we do a podcast to discuss all the things that have happened in, in cricket in South Africa. And so this week, this past week's been jam-packed. We've been waiting for the new cycle to come around. And it landed on a day, today, Monday, that seemed like everything came through. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? All right. Uh, considering the circumstances and the uh, relevant press releases the last uh, couple of hours, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> Remember, you can engage with us and subscribe by subscribing to our YouTube channel. We'll be broadcasting the um, the, the India tour uh, radio or digital audio broadcast. So it's not live pictures. It's a watch along with us on our YouTube channel. But if you just want to listen to the radio version or digital audio version, you can go to One World Sports Radio, One WSR. Dot com. You can also follow us on, on, on Twitter and on YouTube. I'll just put up all the places where you can interact with us. Um, but most importantly, it's at 1WSR.com where you can listen to us and follow us. Our podcast is there. We've also got our podcast on Spotify as well as on Anchor FM. And One World Sports Radio's podcast is available on um, Apple Podcasts. So we're, 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 we're everywhere. But today, Tim, seemed like a, in business they called this big bath behavior the moment a, a a ceo a new ceo comes in and into a company that's been failing and all of a sudden he sees all the bad things that have been happening and he does one day well in a series, well it's not one day but in a series of of he starts unraveling all the bad things that have happened and you start you know taking taking all the bad medicine in one shot that's what it is in golf they call it taking your medicine when you're shot in the woods or in the trees and you think you're a tiger and you want to do a tiger line but actually all you need to do is take your medicine get yourself back on the fairway today felt like that day but tim i feel like i'm still feeling weary because CSA with their three report with their three announcements today it felt like they were giving you all the bad news at once but I don't feel better. Do you? No, I, I, I don't. Um, it leaves me with too many unanswered questions. Uh, and that's all, why all I'm going to discuss. Which we, we are going to discuss, yeah. Yes. So, um, what yeah. so let me just let the people know. What we're going to do today is we're going to discuss the SJN report. Then we're going to go through the first uh, press announcement around the inquiry into those implicated in the SJN report. Then we're going to discuss the cancellation of Mzanti Super League 3.0. And then we're going to discuss the, 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 the no fans in stadiums for the India Tour. So if you want to hang around for the entire thing, I'll be grateful. If you're listening, watching us live on YouTube and, and Twitter and Facebook and you want to bring in a comment or a question, we're here to answer that. But Tim and I are just going to discuss it, everything that's happening. Let's start with the SJN report, Tim. Last week, the SJN report was released. What were your thinking what would you what what is your main what are the things that you took out of that main that report 235 pages of it so it's pretty much the main things were what i expected um we knew that there was institutional racism within cricket south africa in certain se sectors we knew in the past that there were individuals that were um uh, sidelined uh, due to 
uh, shall we say, um, unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer to use that that particular phrase. So we knew okay. that those those things were there. What I was not expecting was the report to be as candid and as forthright as it was to the three individuals or the, the, the two individuals that they did, which you had to read right at the end of the report. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that's that's opened um, a bit of a problem, which was created, mm. which was created why we had this report, uh, this release this, the, today on it, mm. when they labelled, but they effectively said that Graham Smith was racist, which was, I thought was quite a, quite a strong line to take. Um, mm. and I, I, I don't think it stands up um, in, in scrutiny. Um, mm-hmm. In my personal opinion, I'm, I'm no, I'm no Graham Smith fan, but um, I, I do think that's it's problematic. But as I say, we knew. And, and the, the big, the big areas. If, if we were mm. watching cricket in Africa, the big areas of, of concern, we knew of them. So we knew of the solid kids mm. in this situation. We knew of the Sondor situation. Yes. We didn't. We didn't learn anything new from that. Um, yes. And apart you're still going to have. Apart okay? from an, apart from another inquiry saying that Kazondo was unfairly. Um, yeah. was unfairly discriminated against, even against A.B. de Villiers's affidavit where he says it was purely cricketing reasons. And in that report, which is what I loved, especially for Kazondo, because I felt that was an exoneration moment where somebody who is out of cricket said that the reasons A.B. provided did not stack up. Like, you wanted Dean Alga in there, but you didn't want Kazondo because you had inexperience. But Dean also had inexperience in, in ODI cricket. You yeah. know, the yeah. fact that, no, you likened it to the Riley Rousseau-Farhan-Behadeen situation, even though that wasn't the case. Also saying that Kyle was there to gain experience. And he was told Kyle was there to gain experience when the chief selector said, no, Kyle was there as a member of the squad. Um, And so, and also then they speak about his moment of him going to Harun Logat, the, the current president of CSA, well, the then president of CSA, to complain. And AB concedes in his affidavit that what he did was wrong and he should have gone to thing. But what they also said about him was that the fact that, um, the fact that he did that, you know, was, um, was, was essentially, um, was essentially um, being undermining the national selection panel the selection panel itself, and also using um, and also not appreciating that that conduct of a captain going to the president of CSA to say that one player can't play, he failed to appreciate what the harm that his conduct caused on Kaya's reputation as well as his cricket. And we've seen that since that tournament, since that series, what it what it did to Kaya Zondo. Kaya's never been the same again. Up until this year, where all of a sudden he's scoring runs, He's doing well. Maybe it's because his conscience has been lifted. He's managed to speak his his piece and he's playing like a free man. But I love that section of the report. There were other sections of the report I was like, hmm, the Graham Smith one also I'll I'll talk about. But I was happy about that because that for me kind of said, okay. And they even wrote, the the funny word they used was he wanted Dean Alger to be catapulted into the 11, um, even though Dean was the backup. 
Yeah, yeah, no, Nicola, and I, I agree with you. It, the one, as I said, as I said before, I, I might have said it before in this pod, podcast, the one that, that did worry me was the Kaizonda situation. Um, it doesn't really matter which, which, which way you go. That was, that was either bad, badly handled, or it was, it was much worse. Um, you, as you, as you rightly point out, Dinaga wasn't even in, even with the camp at the time. Um, so he, he, he could definitely feel hard done by. And the findings on, on that situation, I, I, I certainly do mm. agree. Um, yeah. Look, the whole thing, the whole thing was necessary. It was necessary. It was important. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that we are still having so many unanswered questions. Mm. Um, I, I, I was hoping for a little more of a, of a closed closed door to the mm. situation. You've had this. These are the situations. This is what happened. This shouldn't have happened. Um, and 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 this is what this is what what we recommend. Um, for example, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I, I I said before, queer should have been kept on. That's 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 not that's not necess- that's not Mark Boucher's fault. But the yes. situation is he she was put in a position where he shouldn't have been put in he should have been stuck mm. at the titans for another couple of years seen it's it not out even, it's not even that. The, but it, it's it's the it's the way that it was done that was that was that was problematic yes and um, and, 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 and that's by the, no means by no means that marks that's mark's fault and i agree with you the process and and i love the fact that they said that the process was irrational which means the decision to get the sort of the what when it means it's irrational, it means that the decision that you ended up with does not hold water, does not make sense. You know, they also say that it was um it was irrational and sorry, I've got all my notes here. Um, but they said it was irrational, they said it didn't follow procedure, and all you wanted was for procedure to be followed. You wanted a process to be run even if you said mark was going to be interim for england but in the period between england and the next series we're going to hold interviews because that's all people of color in this country ever want they want a fair shake that's all everybody wants and so that's where my thing was with that and th- that fault lies at smith and the CSA board and the CSA president because they enabled the same environment they were so wanting to run or to, to, to take Tabang Moroe out of because they said he was so powerful. They gave that to Graham Smith and that's what ends up with this because then they're ratifying things that don't follow the manuals and the procedures that they've done. And so I'm happy that they've spoken about this. I'm happy that they've said it. And 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 in, a, in an independent process, Mark Bacher does not get selected. That for me says a lot because he does not even meet the one requirement of that job spec, which they've written in that paper, that he needed to have a level four. So he gets disqualified at the CV supplying stage. So how does he get from CV supplying stage where he fails to being a national team coach? And that is something that lies on Graham Smith's door, right? And so for me, with that, I was like happy, 100% happy. And then they said something which was beautiful to be written. They said that, um, Mr. Fall, Dr. Fall, in the in his in his uh, statement, 
when he was doing his or his affidavit or live on video, accurately captured the effect of Cesar's conduct on Mr. Inque. Mr. Inque's resignation should not have become a surprise because CSA undermined its own transformation imperative by appointing Mr. Boucher ahead of Mr. Inque. That yeah. summarizes everything for me regarding but that appointment. I, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate, uh, and mm -hmm. I totally agree with it. As I said, I said Inque should have stayed on and come what may and, and given, a, given a, a proper run as a coach. But I know what they're thinking. They're thinking the ship is on fire. Cricket South Africa is in a whole heap of trouble. We need to get people in who know mm -hmm. how to put fires out. And people who've put fires out on the field are Graham Smith and Mark Boucher. They have done but it on the field. And I, I agree. I agree. Yes. Mark yeah, Boucher should not have been given the coach. Yeah, go on. So my rebuttal to that, and that they've asked that in the meetings with everybody that they've asked, was that how is it that whenever South Africa are in a crisis, the people who are going to get South Africa out of a crisis, they look more like you, Tim, than they look like me. And largely because you're putting a standard, international cricket, right, that more people like me have not been able to obtain, and Enoch, right, but more people like you and Mark and Graham have. So if you're saying, I want someone who's played for South Africa before, you're automatically telling me 90% of your candidates are going to be white. Because I can name on my hand the black candidates who played international cricket for South Africa, I'll put it here, right? And our coaches, Makai and Tini, but you guys don't want him. Ashwell Prince, you're going to tell me that at Western Province, he didn't do a great job. Paul Adams, he got fired at Western Province, so he's not good enough, right? Roger Telemarcus, oh yeah, but who is he? He only played a few games... For, for South African cricket. Robin Peterson, you're going to say, no, he needs a few more years at thingy, or you're going to ask what he has won. Are there any other black players in South Africa who played international cricket who are coaches? Not that many. So we, we find ourselves in that situation where it falls on racial bias. But someone like Enoch was like, I understand I'm not there, but I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to go create my thing. And because you guys created a standard of levels, Surely I meet it. So here's the one thing. If you wanted Mark Voucher, take out level four qualification out of that. Because if you took that out, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I think it was it was bad to handle. There's no, there's no yeah. getting, getting away from it whatsoever. Mm. Um, what I would say, what I would say is I think cricket South Africa, particularly at board level, is better now than it was a decade ago. Yes. We are going in the right direction. So in theory... In 10 years' time, Tampa Pafumba could be the head coach. 10 years' time, when he's retired, he's, he's, he's got his coaching but badges. It shouldn't be Tampa. Uh, it should no, be. No, but I'm just. It should, be, just using, it should be Wangila Guavu. That's my problem. I'm using that as. I'm using, I'm using yeah. a current player as an example. Okay. I'm using a current example. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. In two years' time, there's nothing to say Why about Guavu. There's, there's no, Why not yes. No, I agree. Why I not agree. those guys I've named? Even Jeffrey Toyana. And that's the problem about the bias that's inherent in our cricket. And that was the theme that was coming across the entire paper was that our cricket is inherent enough. I've said this many times in our commentary. We're sitting in a place where 
it's a white space. So you want people who assimilate to whiteness more than anyone else. Remember when Tabang More was speaking about Jeffrey Tayana's uh, oral presentation in the interview committee. And the interview committee felt that he, his presentation let him down. And I was so hurt because it feels like you wanted Jeffrey to speak in a Queen's English like mine, than anybody, than 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 the Jeffrey we know, who's a Sundowns fan, who comes from Pretoria, who grew up there, grew up in Soweto, played cricket in Soweto. He comes through the ranks. His English may not be perfect, but he's great with the players. He's a winner. But that his 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 inability to present, which technically, yeah, you could say coach needs that. But if he's good with players, like really, we don't need presentations. But and he doesn't make it. And that hurts me because it just tells me that our cricket has been in the wrong place for a very long time. And I hope with this new board, it's in the right place. One last thing. Let's talk about Graham Smith and what he's been accused of because there's a few things. Um, so before, we go, before we go to Graham, Mark's apology, and this is the one thing he'll be implicated for in this inquiry that, that was released in this paper, his apology around Paul Adams may give an impression that CSA is harboring or enabling somebody who is not understanding of the racial dynamics. And that's what was written in the in the, in the SJN report about his apology. They said they got his apology, but his apology was buttressed, which was a beautiful word. I didn't know this. His apology was buttressed by his excuse that um, I'm just trying to find it. Mark, 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 Mark. Yes, his apology was buttressed. It lacks sensitivity and understanding of the racial undertones. Then they say he apologizes, but he buttresses it with an excuse. And the comments he, that he was, the comments were made in a team setting. Um, uh, and then they said, as if racism cannot, it can be excused if it's done in a team setting. Like, oh, it's a boys, boys culture and we're excusing racism. Which when I was reading this, I was like, hey, wait, Yorkshire Cricket Club. That's that's you, that's you right yes. there. This yes. is it right. Um, and 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 so and so for me, that's what I was like. Okay, maybe that because this morning when we got that thing where Mark Bach is implicated, I was like, but and I was like, oh, that apology, that apology, because it kind of says, oh, but you made him a coach, even though he doesn't understand the racial sensitivities of this country. Because it even goes on to say that uh, Bacher did not give evidence of. Because he says, they said they did not provide evidence as to what the white name he was called by the team or other members of the teams, the name that was given to the white players in the team. He didn't say that. And so in him not providing evidence, it doesn't say, it doesn't say, it kind of says that, but you know, you said you're called, so what were you called? And he didn't say that. So then the, the ombudsman was like, okay, it just creates an impression that name calling was just used for one group of players and that was the black players so that could be coming to think for him maybe putting the organization into disrepute or, uh, or, or 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 something like that that might get him i don't know dismissed from his job i don't think it will get to that point but there's a point where a conversation of csa's board where do i want a person who does not get racism and even you can look at the way the team handled the kneeling thing throughout the year he didn't get it. He didn't get why we were doing it and why it was being done. And if he couldn't communicate that, he dealt. So if he couldn't communicate that reason to the team, then the question I wanted to know, why is Mark kneeling? And why couldn't he tell his players who wanted to stand the reason why he was kneeling so that they could at least 
die behind his. So we're like, oh no, but coach was needing because coach said A, B, C, and D. And because we love coach, coach, we're going to do it for yeah. him. Yeah. So that was my, that was my thing. So that's the mock situation. But Graham Smith, he's, he was named in the Tammy situation. He was also named in his um, appointment. He was also implicated in his independent contractor. And he was also, um, yeah, those were the, those were the, and, and also Mark Barch's appointment, right? But obviously we've done Mark Barch's appointment. That's more CSA, egg on your face, Graham Smith, egg on your face. Yeah. The big one for me, um, then the other one was, obviously he's an independent contractor. That's a HR situation. It was wrong. They need to fix it. It's as simple as that. The one that's a huge one that they said they called him a man who doesn't want to work under black people, racially motivated, was that appointment when he was appointed as director of cricket. It speaks about, and I'll just try to summarize, the fact that he, A, did not provide, he did not complete his interview process. Everyone else was supposed to provide a written presentation. He did not. Graham was given, he didn't do that. So, like I said with Mark Boucher, that's a disqualification from the interview process. But they wanted him, they headhunted him, and it went through. Yes, headhunting is allowed, and they mention it in the in the in the thing, but you still need to follow HR processes. The big issue that the ombudsman had was that the job spec was taken out when they'd already had discussions, initial discussions to get Graham on board, which as I've seen in corporate South Africa, happens all the time. It's wrong. Doesn't mean that it's right, it's wrong. Right? Because you are you are not opening yourself up to the entire world of possibility um, for everybody. And you're not running your organization in the best interest of the stakeholders. Yes. But the thing about Smith, that's, that was the key one, was that. It was that appointment. The other one was Tammy. The, those are the two conducts that I think he might be in trouble for. First one was Tammy because the ombudsman speaking on evidence from other people, speaking about that five-man clique that they had, was that he could have influenced Tammy's selection. Linda Zondi speaks about how he was pleading with Graham to give Tammy an opportunity. And Graham was like, but you guys have selected so-and-so. I don't know what it was. I think it was either um, AB or whoever. And Graham was like, who am I to fight against? What was that? It's all written in there. But in Graham's, in, in that appointment, it says that they, he did not state reasons as he did not want, that he did not want to work with Tabang Moroi. He just said that he wasn't going to work for CSA under Tabang Murray, but he never said why. And that's the reason why they're leading to the fact that Graham was Graham's insistence not to work with um, CSA at the time was racially motivated. Because the moment Dr. Fall comes in, he's happy to come in. To the point where even he said that he didn't trust CSA and he took a three-month contract because he didn't trust CSA. And he says that they 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 sum, they summarize that, they surmise that. Because Mr. Nanzani and Mohue are black, that's the reason why. And you say it doesn't hold water, right? I'll just come in there. Why? Why mm. I say that? He's working with a black president now. He's working with a black board now, at the moment. We know mm. about Tabat Murray. We know about the Fundutsu report. Mm. I'm surprised that um, Smith didn't give his, his reasonings. He could have. He could have given his reasons. He could have said it's because Tabo Ray is being accused of X, Y, and Z. And um, mm. until that until that situation is being resolved, um, mm. I don't want to work with somebody with this kind of reputation. But the point is, I think it's a huge stretch um, to say that he's racist. Because that's exactly what I say. I think that is a 
it's a huge, huge okay. Okay, and and my thing is that yeah, yeah. My thing is that he's not racist. I'll put it out there, but there is some racial bias, right? There is an element of racial bias. One of the two things was that firstly he said that he didn't want to work with um, CSA uh, at the time CSA, but he also said he didn't want to report to the executive, which is the president, Chris Nanzani, and Tabang More. He said he wanted to report to the board. But that can't happen because you're director of cricket. You need to report to the CEO. So that was that showed a, a level of privilege of, 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 of wanting to undermine the current structure of CSA. Largely, yes, because he didn't provide reasons, it was black. But let me say this, right? There is a way where you can, as a white man, as a black man, where let's say, I'm going to use myself an example. I can like you, Tim, as a white man, but hate every other white man in the world. I like you because you're my friend. I think you are at my level intellectually. We love cricket together. And that is it. But it it because I love you, it doesn't mean that I can't say I'm not racist. So my actions to Tabang, so it's Christmas actions to Tabang and maybe Chris Nanzani, may be that. Yes, he doesn't see them in the same light as Polizzi and everybody else who's the current CEO of Thingy. It doesn't mean that it, that, that statement does not hold water. He may hate Tabang for other reasons because he was black. You never know. And the fact of, of, of the matter is that it doesn't, you can't just say no because he's worked with other black people that he's not, he does not harbor racial bias. He could harbor it. He could. Because what I've seen in the past, However many, and that's what this report is. This report is uncovering the racial biases that are inherent in cricket South Africa, in the people in cricket South. For instance, one 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 anecdote. It's a it's it's a cameo performance. Johan Lowe, former Protea bowler, Johan Lowe, when he said uh, put in that 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 WhatsApp message into that group of former Proteas, and they spoke about they called uh, Lawrence Mahat. They said, "How long are they going to leave that man and those people, those monkeys?" in that position because our cricket is falling apart. We know, and Johan's like, no, but he wasn't meaning for Paul Adams. He was just saying it as an Afrikaans saying, saying his frustration, right? But it's racial. It's racist, right? And Johan may love the black players he played with. I don't know who they were. It might be Telemarcus. It might have been Makanti. He might love those guys, but he may hate the rest of them. And so... I can't then say, no, Johan's not racist or that actor's not racist because, oh, by the way, Johan played and shared a room with Makai and Tini. So my thing with Johan Lowe, and they've written it there in the thing, it's a lovely little cameo performance. It's one of the funniest things I've ever had to go through because he literally says, no, I wasn't meaning to be racist when we know you were meaning to be racist. So, um, so, so, so for me, I sit there going, okay, fine. It's going to be harder to prove that Graham is not racial, that's not racial motivated, and I get that. But I do sit there from a fence of a black person going, no, I've seen this before. I've got I've got black friends. That is goes down. I think Penny Sparrow said that. I think um, that other guy from Greece said that he's got black friends because he went to sure. black people. And, 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 and the thing we need to understand that our biases may not extend to the entire spectrum of black, but it may extend, extend to a majority of black, and it also falls into that Enoch and Queer appointment because what was the reason that you chose Bacha over in Queer? Apart from the fact that you don't trust Enoch, why don't you trust Enoch? That's the question that a lot of white people in South Africa need to 
understand, even in cricket, even across all society, why don't you like so-and-so? Why didn't you not select so-and-so? And deep down, it's because maybe you're afraid of so-and-so or so-and-so reminds you of something that may have done that. And that's what we all need to do as human beings as to our biases towards certain people and the decisions that we make. And Graham has been exposed in this with the words he used. Like, how does one say, no, I don't want to work with the CEO of the company, of the company that's employing me, but I want to work with the board. Why? Yes, Tabang's corrupt, whatever it is, that's fine. But you work for the organization. If you don't want to take a job, just say you don't want to take the job and walk away. You don't have to say, I don't want to work for so-and-so. The fact that he said that, the ombudsman was like, oh, I got you. Why did you say that? And you didn't give a reason. And then all of a sudden, somebody else who's white comes in, job four, and you're like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do this. But I'll do it for three months because I don't trust CSA. Hmm? So I, 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 I look at that and I'm like, I know Graham's not racist. I know Mark's not racist. But they may not, they still have to go through the education of dealing with their biases. Because even the decisions after Graham was appointed are filled with bias. And so that's where we are moving towards. And so I do hope that whoever's been implicated in the sport, and this was the end of this, and I and I hope the inquiry is quick. And I hope the board also gets this, that they have to deal with the thing. I'm okay with you saying Graham and Mark must go through racial sensitivity training. I am happy with that. And then you then say they must follow the transformation imperative of CSA. And then on top of that, maybe even say, because I don't know how we we, 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 we we fix the problems about the incorrect appointment of Graham or the incorrect appointment of Thingy or what happened with Enoch resigning. But if you just don't want to fire anybody and say they must go to racial sensitive training, I'm happy. Because they need to understand the impact, just like they said about AB, the impact of the decisions you make on people of color, even though you think you're making the right decision because Mark played international cricket, but you never, you forgot to look at the universe of black, of, of all the players who have level four coaching, who've also played international cricket, you know? And so for me, that's where these decisions need to be looked at. And that's why we have policies. So you can allow people to apply, to see the entire universe. If you get 5,000 applications, you better read all 5,000 applications. Even though you know that I, this is for, for so-and-so, but be there because the impact of your of incorrect procedure, just like we saw with Kaya, just like we saw with, with Tamito Lekile, the, this backdoor hush-hush discussions of all the black players' names who are lifted throughout that report of, I didn't know why I was dropped. I don't know what was going on. Nobody spoke with me. I was just told this. I, I felt this. I was treated this way. That is the result of racial bias. And that needs to change. And that's why we have the transformation policy. So we can stop that because black players throughout the last 30 years have been given a raw deal, even though many people think that black players have been given the freedom of the city to walk into the protest team. So for me, that's where I'm at with this report. I hope the inquiry works. I hope there's a decisive thing. But the one thing that needs to change is that people need to go and, and understand the impact of their actions and to the impact of race on the actions. This is a learning moment for everybody. Learning, learning moment for everybody. The other side of me says fire them all. 
I don't want people who don't understand 30 years into after apartheid to, to who don't understand race. That's the other side of me. But the other, the one side of me says, actually, let's be a learning moment. Let's get Enoch back. Let's apologize to him. Let's try to figure out a way we can work together and let everybody go to racial sensitivity and, and, and give us proper apologies. This apology of no, I'm not racist. I'm sorry for any actions, of course, but I'm not racist because my friends are black or because this is, this is an app. That's not an apology. An apology is I'm sorry for what I've done. It's the reason why I have a problem with Quinton's apology, which is why I'm like so over him right now, is the fact that he never told us what he was apologizing for. He just said, I'm sorry. That is the worst thing for you to say. Just an advocate to my friends or whatever. I'm sorry. For what? If Mark Butcher said he was sorry, his actions were incorrect, and that's what is what, that's fine. You don't have to tell us you were young. You don't have to tell us it was a fuck date. You don't have to tell us what was going on. Just apologize to Paul Adams for calling him whatever it was you called him, which I will not say here. That's all you need to do. And the harm that you've caused. And the because and it was not, but why now? Why now? That's because they've been they haven't had an opportunity to speak up. Because if they spoke up in 1996, Paul Adams would never would never have played again. They would have protected Mark or whatever, Hans, whoever's who said it. So 20 years, they took it. They took it like a badge of honor because they wanted to be a part of this and wanted to fit in because that's the only way they saw their, their ability to be international cricketers. So you accept being called Brown S-H-I-T because you know that that's the only way you can get out. That's the only way you can play. Meanwhile, if somebody called the white player that, that player would have been told not to come back again. And that's where we need to understand the dynamics and the power dynamics that still lie largely in white hands in South African cricket. The board may be black. The, the, the people running it may be black. But the thinking and everything that we're doing is still along the lines of white South Africa. And that is the hurtful thing for me. And that's what this report, it opened up old wounds. It, it does. But that's what it is. That's, that's where we're going to end the SJN report, Tim, do you have any final words on the report? I, I, I just want to add, just very briefly, the problem here is the way that Graham Smith and Mark Boucher are. They are reactionary individuals. Hmm. So when they get boxed into a corner, they'll jab. They'll hmm. jab. Instead of taking it in, listening, accepting, even if they don't agree, accept it and move on. They... They could have certainly handled this better. Um, it would have been a lot better if they had attended the uh, ombudsman themselves in person um, and just given their... It just would have meant that they have a bit more humility about it. I think yes. at, at the moment, they are they're up there in their palaces. They're I writing their little letters and their emails and, 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 and so like on. And, and and that's 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 the picture we, we, we've got. Mm. We've got they've got their, their house in Constantia um mm. and and you know we're all better than you are. It's that kind of that kind yes. of situation. If we're honest, Graham Smith's been given the red carpet since he was twenty two by Cricket South Africa. And if, then they gave the keys to TSA. From twenty two yeah. years old, he said yeah. there, it's all yours. And yeah. he's and he's in his story now. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm hoping that they could be a bit more humility going forward. That, that would go a long way, I think. And Abraham Benjamin de Villiers, I think your response on Instagram? Mm -mm. And Twitter, mm -mm. Uh. Mm -mm. 
Like, if you read that report, and I've read it three times, in no, they've, they've, they've rebutted the fact that you thought that was cricketing reasons. Just admit it, apologize, move on. Apologize to Kaya, move on. Be like Hussein Manak, who apologized to Kaya for not being able to stand up for him. That is what we want. We don't want you fighting. But if you want to sit on that legacy, that's fine. There's a subcontinent of Indian fans that love you. You can go there. Me, <laughs> I've lost all respect for you. Okay, next one. The next press release that came out today. Bad news day, Tim. Ooh, bad news day. MSL has been cancelled. They moved it from December to February. Now it's cancelled. They, When Graham came in, he was like, he wants to revamp. He wants to be make a premium. He doesn't want it on SABC. It must be a super sport. It must be beautiful. It must be lovely. But what was wrong with MSL 1 and 2? The timing, the window was great. Because they were like, no, we want a window where all players are available. I think that's the only window that's there. And you're competing with the BBL. And quite frankly, Australia has their own way of picking of picking international stars. So we could have had it. We could have been done with MSL. And the, and, and the, the BBL goes on for, for Blumenever as well. Exactly. So, I mean, just, we could just, have been just done. Get, get on with it. You know, you know play the, the protest came back early November. We could have had the World Cup ended early November, or was it late August? I don't know October, but we could have had a BB. We could have it could have, if if it was stopped by Omicron, I'd have been okay with that. That's out of their control. I'm happy with that. But this is the window. It's not February, and then they tell us February in the domestic launch, and then someone goes and decides to put a New Zealand tour there, like. They, like what? Like I, I looked at that press release today, and I, these are the reasons they gave. To, I'm going to read them out today. Increased travel restrictions, but we were taken off no fly lists. We're off the red list. We're yes, off the red across list. Europe. England's so on the red list. We're not. So, so, so that's an X. That's that's rubbish. Bubble frustrations. I'm paying you millions to come to South Africa. Everyone's used to, but everyone knows bubbles. So the players you would have advertised who would have chosen whether to come or not. So yes. I like I sit there going, okay. With, there with were, there yeah. The other one was fear of the new variant. Okay, that's fair. But a lot of the scientists say that by February we'd be out of this. Yeah. Fine. Weakening Rand versus the US dollar. That's a that's an interesting one, but the rand from the last MSL to now, I think the rand's moved by a rand, one rand. It's gone from 14 and a half to about 15 and a half today was 15.76. So yeah, maybe that 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 could add up a lot, but I'm not buying this. I'm no. not. No. Rather tell us that you're not prepared. Which leads me to my other argument that currently what's happening in CSA is they're focusing on one thing, the men's national team. And they do one thing at a time. So we Close one thing, we open another thing. We close one thing, we open another thing. You can't have multiple. It doesn't seem like they have multiple workshops because our women's cricket team has a World Cup in these next two months. But the tour to West Indies that was supposed to come in, no one said anything about that, whether it's in jeopardy because of this new year. It would be funny if the West Indies women come to South Africa, but we still have COVID issues and travel issues on the new variant to play because they were supposed to come here to play us. But outside of that, they haven't got any games leading up to the World Cup, apart from this West Indies tour. So that's a ball being dropped. MSL, I think, is a ball being dropped because we could have done it six months ago. Because 
I think April, May, we were coming out. We're starting to get people vaccinated. You could have said, okay, let's try Slotin and MSL. Let's try to get it going. I don't know how many months it takes, but the first MSL didn't take that long to be set up. Unless if that's the reason why that MSL was so bad. Because the understanding is, yes, it's not financially viable for, for, for CSA. I get it. And largely for me, my understanding was the fact that because you gave it to SABC for a massive discount, when Supersport could have paid you the full amount, right? So yeah. you could have... I, I don't see the impediment for Supersport, especially when they're looking for content, to run an MSL. Part of the fact that matter is you realized on the 20th of December that you have not spoken to players. You have not sent out a tender to players to indicate their interest. You haven't even set up a date for an auction, which you should have set up about three months ago. You also don't even have prospective dates or teams. Okay, you've got teams because it's the six domestics, but you don't have prospective dates or venues for that tournament. You don't even have a fixture list out. There's, there's even though nothing. you know the team. Yeah, so been- it feels like it's a we're going to use COVID as an excuse as a cover-up for yeah. the lack of work done on this. Yeah. You know, but it's fine. If you, want the, if you want to focus on the men's team, that's fine. But the director of cricket's job was to cover all cricket, not just the men's team. The men's team has everything sorted out for them. But everybody else is picking up peanuts. Plus, trying to figure I, out their way. I also think they saw the PSL announcements. They saw that Riley Rousseau was going over there. They saw... Hmm. Um, uh, Couple of others going over there. Oh crap! They've they've chosen the PSL over us. Oh crap! We can't we can't go because we're not going to have Riley Rousseau. We're not going to have Carl Abbott. We're not going to have um this one and that one and that one. I think that was also a huge factor. But again, if you booked them beforehand, if you booked it early, if you did everything early, and you had it in a contract that Riley was going to play. 60% 60% of the competition, then he can play the rest, the, 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 the 40% in the PSL, something like that. I think it's just, as you say, I think it got to the stage where, oh crap, we've got to the, IP, the PSL in a couple of weeks. Um, oh no, we can't. We, we, we just can't. We've, we've, we've forgotten. We've forgotten. Mm. There's too many other things. Yeah, it's, and that speaks to other things about the DOC's ability to run things because guys we can walk and run it's 2021 you can have multiple work streams you can talk msl you can help the protests get to new zealand you can also help the women's team get to that world cup get them games even if it is against zimbabwe women please get them some games they need to be playing cricket not practicing we're going to mess up this World Cup for the women, and it's not going to be their fault. Their fault will be they have not played games. And that's my biggest worry. Get them playing games in the period where it's your cricketing season. Invite teams. Oh, yes, you, Omicron, I get it. Then go to Dubai. Go to Oman. It doesn't matter if the pitches are flat. Let them play. They play need cricket. to play. Exactly. Like, I'm so worried for this women's team because they don't have games. Guys, we need to get them to be playing cricket. Send them to Dubai, please, to the ICC facility. Let them play against Pakistan again. They can play India again. It's in Dubai. It's easy to travel there. Everybody can go there. They can even play one of the associates. They can play Thailand. Thailand's a great team, guys. They can play. Thailand will be willing to stay and play. But they need to play cricket. 
please, please, please. Like, that's the one thing I ask, is that let this inquiry not stop actual work. And the big thing is, if the West Indies are not coming, and you should know that by now, send them away. Send them to Dubai. Let them yeah. play. Where's the Women's Super League? At least do that. Get competitive cricket going. The Proteas are in South Africa. Those big bash ladies are back. Let them play cricket. Let them play competitive cricket. We need to get some sort. This I get Tilton's trying with the training camp, and I get it to get everybody there, get the loads up. But a competitive tournament would go a long way. WSL 2.0 was great. It got the some of the new Proteas getting in. We had SA merging. Some girls go to SA merging. We want that. We want that. That's all I ask. I know MSL is not there, but please don't. I don't want another press release tonight telling me that West Indies tour is cancelled. Because then I'm just, I, I just don't know anymore. I just don't know anymore. Because you're yeah. citing COVID here. So have you gotten on the phone to call Cricket West Indies to find out if the women are coming back? If you think travel restrictions are going to hinder the West Indies, has somebody made that phone call? It's a question I'd like to know. Last thing today, and for the last time, the press release came out and said unlucky fans you won't be able to get a ticket to see SA versus India largely because both boards decided that they didn't want to they wanted to protect the players and they didn't want to maintain the integrity of the bubble I get that it was 2,000 fans and the way the stadiums were set up was that the fans were never even going to be near the players yes Yes, it's like 2,000, but it would have been nice for some people. I was at the first Bofana Bofana game uh, where they allowed fans into the stadium, the 2,000. It was great. The players loved it. They wanted it. They enjoyed it. And as, 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 sports, fan, as a sports fan, I was loving being in a stadium again. And that would have been just a beautiful thing to just, you know, try and you could, you could have used this as like a training session to try and figure out for when – Okay, the fictitious, it's now not MSL, it's now CSA T20 2.0 or 3.0. Don't know how many CSA T20s they're going to have. But yeah, it could have been for that. But where are you standing on this no fans thing, Tim? Okay. My thing is, if SA Rugby and uh, SA Football can allow football, can allow fans for the Rugby Championship or, or the U European Rugby Championship or whatever it's called, and um, for the PSL, they're both allowing fans. Mm. Why is Cricket South Africa not, not allowing fans? I would rather they were, they were honest. I would rather they would say it's not financially viable because mm. 2,000 fans, we're not going to make the money back and we rely entirely on the money for the TV rights. If they had said that, I would have said fine. Said so I don't like it. It's 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 sad, but I I I, I would have said okay okay I can I can understand it. At the end of the day, money matters. But as I hmm. said, if rugby and football fans can go and watch football and rugby at the moment, they can go and they hmm. can go to the Cape Town Stadium. They can go to the Orlando Pirates, but you can't go to Newlands. You can't go to the Wanderers. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Surely there would have been some sort of conversation between the three of them about how how to do these things. Um, did the BCCI was it one of their things? Did they say, "Listen, um, if one of our guys gets COVID, then we, we're going home"? Um, you know, there's there's so much up in the air. Mm. Um, 
So I, I, it's it's a really it's a real shame for me. It's yeah. a so real, this is the ones. Real. Yeah, this yeah. is the ones that I will be on CSA. I think this tour is like it feels to me like the BCCI is doing this as a favor to South Africa, and largely because India do still need to play South Africa, and looking at their future tours program, they don't have. I don't think there's time for them to come to South Africa to play. Um, so they, it feels like it's a it's a it's a it's it's a favor that they're doing to South Africa, which Graham got because of his proximity to Sarav and his friendship to everybody who's who's in the BCCI, which is great and one of the perks of having him there. My only issue is that, and and you could say like that whole thing of if one player gets it, we go. We saw that in that England Test series where all of a sudden there was a COVID scare and the Indian players were like, we're not playing, we're getting on a bus, we're going back home. Uh, or on a plane, it wasn't a bus, it was, yeah. So essentially, I think they're holding South Africa to ransom. And to a certain extent, this, they, some points that the ICC needs to come through and say, we've checked the bubble, its integrity is solid. India, if you fall away, we're giving the, the test championship points to South Africa. It should be that they need to honor, there needs to be a system where bigger teams cannot pick and choose who they want to play. Same thing. I know this Australia-Pakistan series is technically happening. It's not happening. Australia's not great in Pakistan. We know that. So give the points yeah. to Pakistan. If if they don't want to play Afghanistan, give the points to Afghanistan. Then ICC needs to come down hard on these big nations who can just throw down everything. Our bubble integrity is great. We've had minimum cases, and the cases we've had were people wanting to play golf. Yeah. Irene Country Club is beautiful. <laughs> Best place for you to live in a world where there is no COVID. So if the ICC says the COVID facilities are great and they're fine, then yes. But if ICC goes in there and says, no, it's not going to work, you can forfeit. And because they forfeit, the bubble's not good enough, you can give the points to the team wanting to withdraw. But for South Africa, who have world-class facilities... We've run multiple bubbles. Graham, Graham prides himself in running bubbles. That's that's the thing. Every time he speaks to the media about what he's done, he's like, oh, we've run bubbles. It's been great. We've run so many bubbles. With no, and he's done that. And I'll give him, I'll give him that. So surely that's an easy one to be like, okay, fine. And I understand maybe they don't want to add the element of fans, and I get it, and that's fine. But if they're being held to ransom by the BCCI because we need the BCCI money, we need all of this. The ICC needs to intervene. Just like how the ICC forgot to intervene in the Australia situation, and all of a sudden Australia is going to find a way to come to South Africa to play us. Um, so for me, that's what they, that's what needs to happen. And I know right now you're like you're like doing favors for everybody else, but you also need to understand. Like when was the last time India were in the West Indies? Like that's the, like it's things like that where the ICC needs to just grow a pair and just tell. Okay, no, that's very hyper-masculine. I do apologize for that. Sometimes um, the ICC just needs to just grow up. They need to grow up. They need to be firm on India, Australia, and England, and they need to honor their fixtures. And the Future Tours program needs to be set by ICC and not the respective boards because you're killing cricket around the world. And if this tour does not happen because one person gets COVID, it's over. And if one fan infects a player, whatever it is, and and the tour, it's, I so I get why they didn't want our fans because India, if India pull out, it's a massive loss in South African cricket. Huge. They lose TV revenue. They lose everything, and you're back into where we were in 2019, where we were running the MSL, which was unsustainable. Even though 
you know, you could say the Goodwill was good enough, but it doesn't pay the bills. Goodwill does not pay the bills. So that's where I'm at with this. But Tim, do you have any final things on this bad news day for, for Cricket South Africa? Um, no, nothing, no, nothing to add. Um, hopefully with the, what now five days of the, from the, from the test match, five, five, six days, I think six days for the test match. Hopefully we'll, um, we've had all our bad news. Hopefully for the next six days, our focus can just be on that, on the practices, sessions, how the boys are doing, um, and, and just focus on, on the test match itself rather than the outside issues. Yeah, so tomorrow in the good news section of our show, we're going to be previewing the India SA Test Series. We've got an Indian, um, it's, he's, a, he's a cricketing editor, Abhishek Mukherjee, who's going to be t- talking to him largely myself because Tim wasn't, uh, or Tim's internet was letting him down. He needs to fire his internet service providers. Um, and, and we just discuss everything with India coming to South Africa, who's going to win. It's a final frontier of India, which he doesn't want us to use, but I'm going to use it. And yeah, we've got cricket on Sat- on Sunday, actually. So Tim and I probably won't speak to you up until then. You'll see my lovely face tomorrow in the interview. But from myself, Tim, and everyone at One World Sports Radio, Merry Christmas. And have a happy new year if we don't see you before the new year is over. Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. And we'll see you on the other side. Tim, have a lovely Christmas and a lovely new year's, my friend. It's been great for us to be able to do this show. And yeah, I just hope it grows from strength to strength. And yeah, many more great interviews and many more podcasts like these because I think, yeah, this one was interesting to do. So yes. Tim. Yeah. Thanks everybody for, uh, for, for for watching and, and keeping us, keeping us, yeah, keeping us interested and keeping the show going. Hmm. Yes, so for myself and Tim, good night, goodbye, and for the last time in 2021, Lesale Kakahiso.